0: You all know the address, right? Oh, but we know someone that can get us there. Exactly. We all have our guardian angel looking after us. Thank you all for coming, for fighting over the mountain of snow, clearing your driveway, getting into the cold car and driving all the way here to see me (laughs) speak. I know a simple way of... uh, uh, make my audience disappear. I start charging for my sermon. You think so? Yeah, I think All right. Be good. <laughs> 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 I'd rather stand with God and be condemned by the world than to stand with the world and be condemned by God. Thanks you, Washington. The beginning of analogy is a perfect point for reflection. Take time to evaluate your life to see if you are heading in the right direction. As the saying goes, you might be on the right track, but it will not do any good if you're heading in the wrong direction. You might want to strike out into a new career. A ship in harbor is safe, but that is not what ships are for. You can examine your family life. Are there love, peace and joy If you are patient in one moment of anger, you will escape a hundred days of sorrows. The foolish person seeks happiness in the distance. The wise person grows it under his feet. Maybe it is time for you to put your finance in order. Beware of little expenses. A small leak will sink a great ship. When your outgo exceeds your income, your upkeep could become your downfall. It is not hard to live on a small salary if you don't spend too much time in trying to keep it a secret. Maybe you are always struggling to manage your time. Time, like a snowflake, disappears while you are trying to decide what to do with it. We are always complaining complaining that our days are few and acting as if though there would be no end to them. Maybe you wanted to change your study habits. One great cause of failure is lack of concentration. And the hard work is often the easy work. You didn't do it at the right time. Maybe you wanted to learn to set priority Besides the noble art of getting things done, there is the noble art of living things undone. The wisdom of life consists in the elimination of non-essentials. With New Year's comes New Year's revolu- resolution. What are your New Year resolution this year? Maybe you haven't made a resolution yet. In that case, what will your New Year resolution be This year, maybe you are one of those person who has problem keeping new year resolutions. So for the only new year resolution that you make is not to make any new year resolution. Something seems to be wrong with that statement. It sounds so illogical. If you serve the internet, watch television, listen to the radio. Yeah, some of us, we still listen to the radio. And read or read the newspaper, you will notice there is a sudden surge of commercials, advertisements, and special promotions regarding weight loss. Companies such as Herbal Magic, Weight Watchers, and hosts of others are vying for your business to lose a few pounds that you gain over the holidays. The same goes for many health and fitness centers. Selling incredible deals to entice new membership in the new year. Losing weight aims to restore our formal weight. And exercising serves to restore our formal level of health. Loving our Lord and Savior demands our following Him. Following our Lord and Savior requires our obeying Him. Obeying our Lord and Savior... Necessitates our abiding in Him. Abiding in our Lord and Savior draws our focus on Him. Focus on our Lord and Savior leads to worship. Worshipping our Lord and Savior should be our ultimate occupation. Honoring our mighty Creator should be our sole privilege. Praising our triune God should be our highest delight. Thanking the provider and protector should be our natural instinct. Serving our Prince of Peace should be our top priority. Being a Christian embarks on a long journey. Living as a Christian is taking the challenging way. We are always engaging in spiritual battles. We're always bombarded by trials and tribulations. We're always faced with temptations and addiction. Though There were times of rejoicing, praises, and thanksgiving. There were times that we enjoyed the mountaintop experience. There were times that we felt the hand of God leading us to victory. However, there were more times that we failed to obey his commandments. There are more times that we sin against God. There are more times that we dishonored our Lord. There are more times that we gave in to self and carnality. There were more times that we felt that our Heavenly Father is so far away. There were more times that we disappointed God in our improper worship. We need to come to God for his forgiveness and deliverance. We need to share our burdens with our Lord. We need to cast all our cares upon our Savior. He promised to never leave us nor forsake us. He always provides a way of escape. He knows our frailty, weaknesses and failures. First Corinthians 10 13 There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able, but we will with the temptation also make a way of to escape, that ye may be able to bear it. First John one. 8 and 9, if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And also Romans eight twenty eight. and we know that all things work together for good, To them that love God, to them who are the according to his purpose. Maybe you are feeling discouraged because of ongoing health issues. Maybe you are feeling disappointed because of financial difficulties. Maybe you are feeling disheartened because of the collapse of the global economy and the sad stage of the world affairs. Maybe you're feeling disillusioned because of broken relationship. Maybe you're feeling disenchanted because of your spiritual struggles. Psalm 34 verse 8: "Oh taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusted in him. I don't care what kind of rechargeable battery you have, even the the top-of-the-line Duracell and Energizer, sooner or later, you will run out of juice. They need to be recharged. Being a Christian soldier is very demanding. You might feel the fatigue, weariness, and discouragement. Maybe the new year would be a good time to restore, rejuvenate, and renew. So this morning, I'm going to speak on renewal, The title of my sermon is Time for Renewal. It is divided into three parts. The first part, I will deal with the key areas that we need to be renewed. In the second part, I will touch on the objective, process, and method of renewal. In part three, it contains warning regarding the impossibility of renewal. Part one area of renewal there are four areas of renewal that i'm touching on this morning they are renewal in spirit renewal in strength renewal in mind and renewal in knowledge renewal in spirit after king david committed adultery with Bathsheba Nathan the prophet scolded him of his sins. David knew that sin separates man from God. He immediately confessed his wrongdoings. Psalm 51, verse 3 and 4. For I acknowledge my transgression, and my sin is ever before me. Against thee, thee only, have I sinned and done this evil in thy sight, that thou mightest be justified when thou speakest, and be clear when thou judgest. He sought forgiveness and cleansing. Psalm 51, verse seven to nine. Purge me with hyssop and I shall be clean. Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me to hear joy and gladness that the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice, hide thy face from my sins, and blot out all mine iniquities. In sought renewal in spirit, yearn for the intimate fellowship with the Almighty. Psalm 51 verse 10, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. He sought restoration of joy. Psalm 51, verse 12 Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation and uphold me with thy free spirit. I read once in Tosa's devotional that many believers have this incorrect thinking. As long as our faith is genuine, we can worship God any way we want. Scripture tells us otherwise. God wants us to worship him in the many in the manner he prescribed. The apostle Paul wants us to prepare ourselves for the breaking of bread service and the possible consequence if we don't. First Corinthians chapter eleven, verse twenty-eight to thirty. But let a man examine himself. And so let him eat of that bread, and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily, eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause, many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. Before we can approach the holy God, our spirit needs to be renewed. Before our spirit can be renewed, we need to have pure hearts and clean hands. Psalm 24, verse 3 and 4. Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord, or who shall stand in his holy place? He that have clean hands and a pure heart, who have not lifted up his soul unto vanity nor sworn deceitfully. We can only have pure hearts and clean hands when we deal thoroughly with sin. First John nine, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Are you weighed down by the guilt of your sins? Are you troubled by the cares of this world? Come to God and cry out to him to give you a clean heart and renew your spirit. He is waiting to renew your spirit. Second, renewal in strength. Like an Olympic athlete, proper rest of the physical body is a must after an extensive and strenuous workout. The same is true for our spiritual well-being. We need to rest in the Lord after prolonged and rigorous service for Him. Isaiah 40 verse 31. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk, and not faint. The word renew used here carries the idea of exchange. We're exchanging our strength with his strength. We're exchanging our might with his might. We're exchanging our power with his power. God is the source of our strength, might, and power. Apostle Paul was a fine example. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 10. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. The word "wait" in Isaiah 40:31 does not mean waiting passively, doing nothing, but actively abiding in the law through prayer, supplication, and thanksgiving. John 15:5, "I am the vine; ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him." The same bringeth forth much fruit, for without me ye can do nothing. Philippians 4.6, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplications, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Every Christian should abide in the Lord and weigh upon the Lord to renew their strength because of the following, 1 Corinthians one twenty-five. because the foolishness of God is wiser than man and the weakness of God is stronger than man. Are you feeling tired and weary? Are you feeling exhausted and weak? Wait upon God to renew your strength. Depend on him to provide the might to serve. Cleave unto him to draw the power to honor and glorify his name. He is waiting to renew your strength. Thirdly, renew in mind. The Apostle Paul only had Christ his Lord in mind. This is reflected in many of his epistles. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 1 and 2. And I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you, save Jesus Christ and him crucified. Romans eight thirty eight and 39. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Philippians 3, verse 8 and 9. Yea, thou blessed, and I count all things but lost, for the excellency of the knowledge of Jesus Christ my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and to do but them but done, that I may win Christ, and be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith. And also Galatians 6, 14. But God forbid that I should glory, save in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom the world is crucified unto me, and I unto the world. We are in the world, but we are not of the world. We are to be separated from the world and the things that are in the world. Don't let the world around you squeeze you into its own mold. Romans 12, verse 2. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Christ died to deliver us from this world. Believers are not of the world any more than Christ is of the world. However, we are sent into the world to testify that his works are evil and that salvation is available to all who put their faith in Jesus Christ. We should not only be separated from the world, we should be transformed, transformed by the renewing of our mind. What does it mean by renewing of our minds? It means that we should think the way God thinks, as revealed in the Bible. Then we can experience the direct guidance of God in our lives. And we will find that instead of being distasteful and hard, His will is good, acceptable, and perfect. How do we think the way God thinks? The Apostle Paul told us in Philippians, we are to have the mind of Christ. Philippians 2 verse five, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. What kind of attitude did Christ exhibit? What characterized his behavior towards others? If you examine this particular passage in Philippians carefully, you can summarize the mind of the Lord Jesus Christ as the selfless mind, the superficial mind, and the serving mind. Hebrew 12, verse 2. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, Endure the cross, despising the shame and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Are your minds occupied with the things of this world? Are your minds saturated with the things of Christ? What we think about a lot ultimately is reflected in our action. What we contemplate constantly Will eventually channel into our lives. Our minds need to be renewed to focus on Christ. He is waiting to renew our minds. Number four, renewal in knowledge. This is one of the weakest areas for most Christians. How well do we know God? How well do we know his words? We have no problem reciting the statistics of many sports. We have no trouble remembering the scenes of many shows and movies. We are at ease to name songs and artists. We can identify cars, even they just whiz by at high speed. We are well informed of the latest gadgets and gizmos. We keep close tabs on the latest takeover and transaction in the stock market, and the prices of commodities. How often do we actually read the Bible? How frequent do we meditate on the passages that we read? How regular do we encounter God to pursue it knowing our Creator? Colossians 3.10. And having put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. God told us that we could know him. Psalm 46, verse 10. Be still and know that I am God. We can know God through his son. John 17, 3. And this is life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent. We can only know Christ through the revelation as recorded within the sacred pages of the Bible. That's why we need to study the scripture. Second Timothy two fifteen study to show thyself approved unto God, a woman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. The Bible is our instruction manual. 2 Timothy three sixteen and 17. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, truly furnished unto all good works. God's word enable us to discern important spiritual matters. Hebrews 4.12 For the word of God is quick and powerful, and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Are you lamenting on your lack of knowledge of the Bible? Are you feeling inadequate to share the word of God with others? Are you longing to know God better? Are you yearning to acquaint with Christ intimately? You need to be renewed in knowledge after Christ who created us. He is waiting to renew you in knowledge. Part two, objective, process, and method of renewal. What is the ultimate objective in this life? It is to conform to the image of our Lord Jesus Christ. Romans 8, 29, for whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. What is the process of renewal? How often does it occur? Does the process of renewal include both our physical and spiritual beings? 2 Corinthians 4.16 For which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. Though our outer physical body is deteriorating and degenerating, our inner man is renewed continually renew continuously every day. Our earthly body is temporary. We will all inherit new body. 2 Corinthians 5.1 But well, we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved, we have a building of God, and house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. And also in 2 Corinthians 5.17 Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. How does renewal take place? Do we do it on our own by confirming our faith? Do we resolve to try harder to live the Christian life? Do we make more commitments to obey the commandments of the Lord? Renewal is the work of the Holy Ghost. Titus three five. Not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy he saved us by the washing of regeneration and the renewing of the Holy Ghost. The way that we are saved is by the Holy Ghost, the way that we are sanctified is by the Holy Ghost. The way that we are to be renewed is also by the Holy Ghost. We need to surrender and yield to the Holy Ghost's leading and guidance to conform to the image of our Lord Jesus Christ. There's a serious matter that I would like to bring to your attention. Let's all turn to Hebrew chapter 6. We're going to read to, from verse 1 to 6. The book of Hebrews, chapter 6, verse 1 to 6. Hebrews, chapter 6, verse 1. Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrines of Christ, let us go on unto perfection, not laying again the foundations of repentance from dead works, And of faith toward God. Of the doctrine of baptism and of laying on of hands. And of resurrection of the dead. And of eternal judgment. And this will we do if God permits. For it is impossible for those who were once enlightened. And have tasted of the heavenly gift. And will make partakers of the Holy Ghost and have tasted the good word of God and the powers of the world to come, if they shall fall away, to renew them again unto repentance, seeing they crucify to themselves the Son of God afresh, and put him to an open shame. As we have seen many people around us, they have been enlightened, they have tasted of the heavenly gift and were made partakers of the Holy Ghost. They fell away, and it is impossible to renew, renew them unto repentance. Let this be a stern warning to the rest of us, to go on unto perfection, knowing God with our minds, loving God with our hearts, and following God with our wills. Christ warned the church of Ephesus about the leaving of their first love. Let's turn to Revelation chapter 2. We're going to read from verse 1 to 7. Revelation chapter 2. Starting from verse 1. And to the angel of the church of Ephesus write... These things saith he that holdeth the seven stars in his right hand, who walketh in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. I know thy works, and thy labor, and thy patience, and how thou canst not bear them which are evil. For thou hast tried them which say they are apostles, and are not, and hast found them liars and has borne, and has patience, for my name's sake has labored, and has not fainted. Verse 4, Nevertheless I have somewhat against thee, because thou hast left thy first love. Remember therefore for whence thou art fallen, and repent, and do the first works, or else I will come unto thee quickly." and will remove thy candlestick out of his place, except thou repent. But this thou hast, that thou hatest the deeds of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. To him that overcome will I give to eat of the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. I hope that you have not left your first love, that is Christ our Lord, rekindle the fire and seal within the deep recess of your souls. Burn brightly for Christ with your light. Work diligently for Christ with your service. Love authoringly our Lord with your heart. And worship wholeheartedly our Lord with your life. As the sermon is coming to a close, I hope all of us come prayerfully before our God and ask Him to show us areas that we need that need uh, that we need renewal. And do it today, and don't delay. But if you're here this morning and do not know Christ Jesus as your personal Savior, You need to be born again. You need to repent of your sins. You need to believe that Jesus Christ had died for your sins on the cross of Calvary. For the scripture tells us in Acts 16, 31, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. Romans 10, verse 9, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shall believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. David, can I ask you to close in prayer before we sing hymns 409 in the Red Hymn? Take time to be holy. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the message that's been brought to us servant Chris this morning, we pray that we will all seek to renew our lives our commitment to you, Lord. We pray that as you part us today, we may go out and be shining witnesses for you and be not ashamed to bear the gospel of Christ and uh, witness to our neighbors. We ask this in Jesus' precious and holy name. Amen. Amen. Hymn 409. In the ready note, take time to be holy.